You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 96th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that's been dedicated to social change for more than 23 years. I'm mm-hmm. Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about some of the really serious predicaments we're facing and the sort of directions we need to take to do something about them. Jacques recently wrote a book chapter for social and community workers, but On reading it, it occurred to me, it brings up a lot of things that we all need to think about. So, Jacques, in your book chapter, you refer to a range of current predicaments that we need to deal with pretty urgently. Mm. Mm. And some of those predicaments we really have focused on in very different, and many really for some, of our almost now 100 past Think Again programs. Yeah. So, yeah, for example, the pandemics really exposed and accelerated inequalities within and between nations, and we've talked quite a bit about that. Mm. So perhaps, Jack, you could talk a bit about that, how you cover that within your book chapter. Yeah. We, I talk about, as you said, uh, five predicaments which all are intersecting. And just to start with the pandemic, the thing is that we often think that the pandemic was the one which is causing a lot of other predicaments, causing them rather than mm-hmm. being something which happens into a variety of predicaments which were already historically really on their bad ways anyway. Like, for example, let's just think about uh, the economic the, the economic side of things. We often hear our politicians talk about uh, how the pandemic has caused all manner of you know like uh, you know depressions and whatever it is that it has but in a way the pandemic just has exacerbated what was already happening anyway and mm-hmm. that is for example in our political economy capitalism late capitalism as i like to call it and many others like to call it that as well and whether that is uh, wishful thinking that it is actually late and therefore almost finished that Mm. probably is another question but you know the problems of the political economy of capitalism have been with us for a long time and uh, for the last 20 Mm. 30 years we have seen how capitalism actually has deteriorated in so many ways uh, and I'm not even talking about something we will talk about a bit later, and that's the ecology, the ecological impact of the way we do business, the way we run our economies. But just think about the inequality. We've talked several times about inequality. The inequality, which was already pre-existing, has been worsened dramatically by the pandemic. 
that means really, therefore, that the way in which the systems were set up are actually set up to take advantage of whatever it is coming and whatever comes in, in, in our environment or in our social life, where disasters, whatever comes, it will actually profit those who are already profiting from capitalism mm. anyway. Yeah. Uh, and that has been, become so clearly demonstrated. Uh, uh, if, you know, if the United Nations the, uh, have been commenting on that. The, uh, the organization which was uh, put in place to check on the progression of our attempts at controlling the pandemic, they have come up with their second report. And you have read that as well, Jennifer. So mm. it's really the, the, the kinds of things which we already have been living with, like the whole racial stuff, which was very clear that uh, those who were non-whites amongst us were either geo living in, in places like Africa or some areas in Asia, places in Latin America, have actually suffered more than those in white countries and also the access of most white people to, uh, you know, to vaccine and thing, you know, and, and other ways of dealing meaningfully with the pandemic has been much better than uh, that access has been for people in what we still refer to as developing countries. So, uh, yeah, and, and you have also read the UN report on the pandemic preparedness, Jennifer, so you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I guess um, there's a second report on progress by the Independent Panel for Pandemic Preparedness and Response, mm -hmm. which is quite a long title, by the World Health Organisations. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things they concluded that uh, in most societies, disadvantage has been exacerbated by the mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it says, with deepening inequalities in health access and infections disproportionately affecting those in more precarious and informal em employment, which we know, and that's happened, of course, that sort of level of inequity we've seen a lot of internally as well. Mm, that's right. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and as you mentioned, Jacques, there's uh, much discussed but too little addressed a problem of our ecology, um, <laughs> which you talk about in your book, Chapter 2, from global warming via pollution to the largest wave of extinctions in Earth's history. Mm -hmm. So um, do you want to say a bit about that? Yeah, the thing is that, first of all, the pandemic and the causes of the pandemic, I'm hesitating to call it causes, they actually are a result of our in, uh, impact on the environment, the way in which we humans uh, start uh, occupying more and more and therefore taking the natural spaces away and claim them for human habitation, for example. Yeah. Uh, humanity becomes larger and larger. We're now zooming in on about 8 billion people. That means that the way in which we run our cities, the way in which we run our uh, habitation as humans, actually starts to impact more and more and take away. Uh, the wild kind of places where many species could live and where many species could meaningfully deal with their own, uh, you know, yeah. infections and all of that. Now they pass them on straight to us. So yeah. It, the, the yeah, the thing is, that yeah. 
we have actually, to a large degree, caused that pandemic to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Even that WHO report that I was just quoting before, that Mm. says that zoonotic outbreaks, that's Mm. infections or diseases transferring from animals to humans, Mm -hmm. that zoonotic outbreaks will continue to occur and they seem to be appearing at a faster pace. And it cites the United Nations Environment Programme. Um, They've identified, and I'll probably quote here, they've identified seven human-mediated factors driving the emergence of zoonotic diseases, and this is what they are. Increasing human demand for animal protein, which is meat, uh, unsustainable agricultural intensification, increased use and exploitation of wildlife, unsustainable utilisation of natural resources accelerated by urbanisation, which mm-hmm. you were referring to a lot then, Jacques, mm-hmm. uh, land use change and extractive industries, which we know a lot about in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, increased travel and transportation, uh, mm-hmm. changes in food supply and climate change. So they're, they're all pretty much related to mm. our use and abuse of the environment and yeah. even when um, within our human, largely human-created agriculture mm-hmm. uh, practices that really aren't sustainable at all. And, and over the last couple of months here in Australia, we have seen floods, we have seen uh, typhoons or whatever they're called here. So many, many more really than ever before in the local history. So we are still counting the costs of the last bushfires. Uh, If the bushfires happen again in the same places in the next two years or so, what is then going to become very clear is that the... uh, Mm you know we are we are then really killing off all possibilities of regeneration mm. Mm. and of course that is closely tied intricately tied to our polit- political economic system mm. anyway it's probably that we at the moment need to go to some music go to some music yeah yeah jacques the image of the old man <laughs> by yitzhak yedid
You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about some of the predicaments we're facing and how they're linked and the sort of approach we think we need to take to do something about it all. So Jacques has recently written a book chapter on this, which he'll probably give us the name of when he responds to this question. And I thought it was well worth talking about in this program, especially as we've covered a lot of the things um, he's talking about in the book chapter in past programs of Think Again. Mm-hmm. So Jacques, mm-hmm. uh, given the very serious predicaments like the pandemic, the onslaughts, of late capitalism um, and all the inequity um, associated with that, the inequity and the exploitation, the precarious situation of our planet and continuing racism and white settlement. Mm -hmm. What do you think, I know that you also mentioned war, but we sort of decided that we probably need to, um, having our ready war machine, we probably should talk about that in another program because we're already covering so much in this program. But um, I asked, I wanted to ask you, Jacques, what do you think um, this all entails for social and community work and for interested human beings in general who yeah, really want to do first, something about this? First respond. Turn around this yeah. Titanic. Yeah, to what you said about the title of the, of the chapter and what the book is about. The book is about, we call it recontextualizing social work and community work. And it means that we need to really adapt the way in which we do these kinds of professions to the changing environment, to the changing context we live in. Mm. And we can do that either to, uh, rather than just adapt to those changes, we actually continue to want to change what it is that is happening around us with those two professions, particularly community workers and social workers. Uh, the chapter is the final chapter in uh, a book, an edited book, where there's an, we have got 14 chapters, 12 contributions from all over the world, really, from Argentina, from uh, Africa, from and Pacific Islands. And uh, mm. that chapter, which we are talking about, is uh, the final one where the title is Looking Back to Keep Moving, and it may not be forward that we're mm-hmm. moving. That is the kind of a little bit like a testing out kind of, of, of title I have chosen because mm-hmm. we don't know whether the real way to move uh, is actually forward. In, in the usual way in which we talk about our economy and about uh, the way in which we live and have uh, developed our so-called civilization is that it is always forward. Moving forward seems to be progress, uh, development. They're all forward. Uh, well, it's sort of uh, linear, like moving moving in a, in a line with the known cause and effect of absolutely. what you're doing. It may actually not be forward that we're moving because of the fact that we may have to move sideways or even backwards mm-hmm. and go back to certain ways of living, which we have sort of abandoned, where of which we have lost the skills but it may very well be that uh, in the near future, a variety of things which we now take for granted because of our development, our so-called development in our civilization, that they're not available anymore. Well, and what sort of things are you talking about, Jacques, when you well, give an example? Technology, for example. You know, we rely so much on technology 
and on the technological impact, uh, sorry, the way in which technology runs our lives, the way in which technology tells us where to go, uh, how to go where we go. Uh, at some point in time, we may actually be without or we may finally discover that our technology is part of the destruction of our environment, that our technology is part of the destruction of our capability to relate with one another as human beings. Mm. Remember that we talked about social media. Mm. Social media have really disabled a lot of our ways of relating with one another. Uh, mm. and, uh, lots of people now, they are suffering really from overuse of those uh, of social media and they have unlearned how you physically deal with other people, uh, mm-hmm. how you can be with other people. So mm-hmm. it is really important because we are all always referring back to the need and the importance of returning to the local, to community. And community is actually a system of relating with one another. Mm-hmm. What about what about the possibility that we have unlearned and forgotten a whole area of capabilities of relating with one another? Just look at the way in which families are being undermined because of the social media they are used. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff, where I figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the uh, ways in which our professions like social work, community development, but also teaching, are now heavily relying on technology. Mm. How, how are we going to make sure that we relearn what it takes to together in a community, in a family, in a classroom, to deal with one another and to really create the possibility of survival, of survivability? of how are we going to live in the next 50 years when Mm -hmm. the ecology which we are destroying and which we have relied on and will continue to rely on, that that ecology is probably going to tell us, hey, it would be about time that you start to think about your survival in terms of what would it take, how would our ecology want humans to live with it rather than the other way around. Mm. Mm. On that note, we might have a short break and we'll continue our conversation after that. Merhaba. Bugün nasılsınız? A Turkish eco-feminist approach to dismantle the toxic misconception of the good immigrant. Intrigued? Well, so are we. The Good Immigrant is broadcasted in Turkish every Thursday between 6.30pm to 7 p.m. Tell your friends and family because you have a date with Özesuen Özgü 3CR 8.55 a.m. Thursdays 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. See you all then. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. We're talking about a book chapter Jacques recently written about the various predicaments we're facing and how they're connected and the sorts of things that we might do to address them collectively and pretty urgently. So Jacques, in your book chapter you say, 
quote, we believe that contextualised but localised interpersonal, relational and community interventions will have greater and more lasting positive effects than the call for and reliance on socio-political systems and powers to create needed change. So that sounds pretty radical, Jacques. Are you saying that local relational initiatives will be more effective than relying on the current political system for change? Please explain. Yes, Pauline. (laughs) 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 What I'm really saying there, and it is again the theme which we have repeatedly referred to, that local initiatives and decentralized initiatives where we as people stay in very close contact with the the nature, the natural systems which support us, that they have a larger chance of helping us with the predicaments we are going to face, with the running out of water, with the running out of of good air, with the running out of other species on which our, uh, our survival depends. And that rather than depend on decision making which is being made globally, nationally or even state by state, that we have to start responsi- start taking responsibilities locally because that is where, relationally speaking, we will have a much better chance of doing the necessary things which will help us as a species but also locally as individuals and as groups to survive mm. and to deal with those predicaments in their local ways of appearing. Yes, yeah, so Jacques, you're not arguing not to take political action, though, because no, of course no. we do suggest that. And and personally, and I think you agree with me, but I'd argue that in general, change has to happen on a range of fronts. Mm-hmm. So of course we have to learn to do things differently at a local level, mm-hmm. um, but change happens on a range of fronts at at, di- um, at different parts of the system, like, so that we have everyday life in communities and mm-hmm. we have broader political economic structures and systems and and life being complex, you can't always predict what combination of actions towards change or processes towards change will be successful. And and I guess sometimes change happens unexpectedly after many, many years of fighting for change and laying the groundwork, which suddenly finds its moment in history for change. So mm-hmm. Um, and, and I reckon the current spotlight on abuse and assault of women is a really good example of this because mm-hmm. um, activism around that has been happening for ages and all of a sudden it almost seems overnight um, it, it's found its moment in history. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, the thing is really, and we have been making that uh, that point repeatedly by our programs on community development, on localization and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, as you have read, I'm sure, I talk about situated context. That means we need to develop ways of dealing with the sites we inhabit differently to what we are nowadays told mm-hmm. to be by those who make us consume things which they produce for their own profit making, what governments keep telling us uh, the way we need to behave from sort of like from above. Uh, mm. Disaster, which the uh, rollout of the of the pen of the, what's it called the vaccines has been, is an absolute yeah. disaster. Exactly, and therefore start from the bottom 
and work with people and mm. re-enable them to uh, work with one another. Even like a, a, a relearning, a relearning yeah, of how we of relating to each other and and yeah, absolutely Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like we are coming near the end of the program, Shah. Um, oh, yeah, yep. I'm just—it <laughs> does go too fast, and I think um, we've got a bit of a framework. We're talking for really exploring this idea of social change in future programs. Uh, do you have any community announcements that you wanted to make, Jacques? Yes, we are. I said already last week that we are now moving to our new space with Borderlands to uh, Pickett Street 30A in uh, St John's Anglican Church. Uh, we will be operating from there from the 1st of May onwards. So we are busily packing up and all of that. And if anyone has any time to come and help us, you're always welcome to do so. Of course. The second thing I want to say is that the issue of the new community has come out, all 134 pages of it. It's a big issue which combines the last issue of last year and the first of this year. And uh, so we have already sent out the electronic version and the printed version will soon go out as well. Uh, please uh, help us spread the subscription, uh, the subscriber uh, numbers because we do need and depend totally on uh, numbers of subscribers. Mm, yeah, we're not having big corporate sponsors. <laughs> That's right. So, and, and just really quickly, I'll just um, want to say, urge people to join the Raise the Rate campaign um, to raise Centrelink payments for good. Mm-hmm. And people might remember about a month ago, I interviewed Cliff and he really described the really terrible situation that people like him find themselves in through no fault of their own being dependent on sub-poverty Centrelink payments. Mm -hmm. So that's raise the rate. Mm -hmm. Amen. So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast wherever you get your podcasts and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We'd also like to thank Clive Bourne once more for technical production and music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. But just before that, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. I've been-